0: Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So, grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride.
1: What up, podcast land? Welcome to the Jack on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your host, Sam. I like to think I'm eco conscious, but I'm not really shorty.
0: And I am Sarah, wannabe zero ways, but do neurotica fully commit shorty. And together, we we judge and and
1: shit on on each other's core sustainability sustainability lifestyles. You don't even compost.
0: Remember the time I told you that you were the worst vegan ever, and then you told me I was fired?
1: Or the time you yelled at me for throwing my gum out the window? Remember that? That was the same time. Oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, how bad is that, uh, throwing your gum
0: out? I thought it was
1: biodegradable.
0: What? Why the hell would you think that? It's basically plastic.
1: Let us Google this, actually. Right, yeah, let's do it. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay, get this. Apparently, 80 to 90% of chewing gum is not disposed of properly. And it's the second most common form of litter after cigarette butts. Chewing gum is made from polymers, which are synthetic plastics that do not biodegrade, which is interesting and uh, very relevant to what we talk about today. So, all right, fine. You win this time, Sarah. And for the record, I don't compost here in my apartment because I live in a frigging high rise and there are no compost bins anywhere. So I'm basically forced to toss out all of my produce uh, into the garbage disposal.
0: Well, then shame on your landlord. And I would make a major stink about that.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure the rotting cauliflower and copious amounts of fruits and veggies that I eat would make an even bigger stink if I had a <laughs> compost in my apartment. Uh, pretty sure also the sautéed kale that I make every morning for breakfast already yeah. makes a big enough stink, which for sure you can smell it throughout the hallways, hence probably why the two guys who live next door are constantly burning really tasty smelling Bath and Body Works candles. Just the other day, one of them knocked on my door and had a bunch of these super yummy looking gourmet donuts from Suzy Q and asked if I wanted them because apparently he had already consumed a lot of them and committed some serious carbicide and was feeling very guilty but didn't want to throw
0: the remaining ones out. Okay. Yeah. Clearly he doesn't know you're a vegan trainer and health freak. Yeah, actually it just made me think that maybe part of the reason you're obsessed with podcasts is it stems from the same idea as the people who leave the radio on for their cats so they don't get lonely.
1: Or maybe unlike some podcast hosts. I see the value in listening to as many podcasts as possible because I know it betters my own podcasting abilities. <clears throat> so I win that time today, folks, was supposed to be a very exciting episode because We did have a guest expert joining us who is far more eco-conscious than either of us could ever possibly dream of being, Mm -hmm. but our guest bailed late last night while I was... uh, Having some drinks at my friend's divorce party, so we didn't really have time to prepare for another episode altogether.
0: Yeah, prepare to be disappointed.
1: We did decide to move ahead with this zero-waste episode anyway, and try our best to give some useful information about being more eco friendly in our completely non expert <laughs> opinions. But I would say, honestly, Sarah is actually quite the little recycling nerd and she's a mom. So I do feel like it won't be a complete waste. Good one. A complete waste of an episode. No pun intended.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. Lucky me. I'm supposed to be the stand-in for (laughs) the
1: No pressure. Thankfully, this morning, while I was a little hungover and drinking my coffee, I did try to do a little bit of uh, research on this topic. So I thought we would first start with an interesting statistic. Sarah, did you know that the average North American produces three Pounds of landfill bound garbage every single day.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. i feeling this episode is going to bring me major anxiety.
1: And after I heard this statistic, it actually got me thinking when we throw out our food and our plastic packaging and all those little bits of paper and whatever else we toss in the garbage or recycling, it goes somewhere. But how many of us actually think? about where it goes and I realized that I essentially choose to not think about where my waste goes and more importantly I don't even think about how my garbage affects the planet really.
0: Yeah actually I think that is sort of the biggest problem with you know this issue uh, garbage production is. A few podcasts ago I think it was the uh, it was the OTA review and the energy podcast and i was saying something about how meat eaters uh, are sort of numb in the sense they can buy meat without thinking about the impact but i think we're all guilty of that when it comes to packaging and waste you know everyone buys bread in plastic bags you know how many loaves of bread does a family go through in a week and where are all those bags ending up those are the things that i think about and and really bother me
1: it's like with everything right the The little plastic bags that we put our produce in or even, you know, you go to bulk barn and and every single item that you're buying goes into a plastic bag. And even though all of our garbage does go to landfills or recycling plants, I think the majority of it actually ends up spread out across the frigging world and it's either transported by uh, wind, water, or by us humans. Based on the research that I was doing this morning, a lot of our waste is actually broken down into these tiny microscopic pieces and basically everything is full of chemicals, right? And so if these things are not able to be broken down, then what ends up happening? Maybe this doesn't sound so bad, but all of these breaking down methods that we do use for garbage are actually really damaging to not only our own health, but of course, the health of animals and the ecosystems that all of us are a part of. So we've all seen and heard about birds or fish in the oceans that get caught in these like uh, yeah, plastic, the plastic
0: yeah.
1: wraps. They will eat it, for instance. Actually, I saw this horrific image when I was researching this this morning of this bird who died and they cut it open and literally its stomach was filled with all kinds of plastic pieces and it was so so
0: traumatizing yes unfortunately i've seen that i know what you're talking about
1: and what is scary is that researchers have discovered that most of these threats to sea life are because of these tiny microscopic plastic pieces i'm not even talking about you know the beer can the six pack yeah
0: they do it on like pop to I think everyone knows what we're
1: saying but what i'm talking about is stuff even tinier microscopic things like beads from a facial scrub is a big one or fibers from synthetic clothes that were probably shed from it from something as innocent as a washing machine much of the problem lies with the companies who are making these products but the thing is that they don't give a shit about the end of the the life of these products they're making they're just making cheap crap that's made from unsustainable short life expectancy products and so for example like in uh, a computer or a mattress or a plastic water bottle there are hundreds of chemicals used to create these items and once the company makes the product and it sends it off for for resale they're not responsible for the end of that product's life so they don't give a crap what happens to it as long as they sell it and what's scary is this applies to our very own bodies i've said this before but i really plan to do a whole podcast episode all about the collection of these everyday toxic chemicals that our bodies are exposed to and absorb through the products that we use, whether it's, you know, Tupperware containers or plastic water bottles or makeup, skincare, And many of these chemicals are considered endocrine disruptors, which can impair our reproductive system and totally mess up our hormones. So a lot of these autoimmune diseases that people are being diagnosed with nowadays, hugely, hugely caused by all of these toxic chemicals that we are exposed to through the products that we are using. But again, that's a whole nother topic. I will save for a later
0: episode. These are the kinds of things that I find absolutely terrifying because in a sense, you almost feel helpless in that you're kind of at manufacturer's mercy, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. There's, you know, organic cotton clothing that you can buy and all this sort of stuff, you know, but there's a lot of people on this planet who can't afford to go the expensive route and they end up choosing, you know, the, the polyesters and whatever. But it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of like every single thing that's available to us, you, you know, it all has such packaging and just literally this stuff really stresses me out because it's it's like a never ending I feel like every avenue you're you're poisoning your kids when you just feed them fruit because of the pesticides, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's terrifying.
1: But it comes back to supply and demand, and that the more we buy organic local produce, and the more we support eco-friendly, sustainable, local companies that are trying to move away from the way things have been. The more that we can support their businesses, the cheaper their products can become, you know, so it is more readily available, but we're just not there yet and I think we're slowly getting there and more and more companies are going green or whatever you want to say, but it's a matter of, of more and more people getting on board. And it is crazy when I go to the grocery store. Now I only buy organic and shop the natural aisle. And, and I do spend a lot of money and I do think, well, thank God that I'm a single person who makes enough money that I can afford this because poorer families why are they going to spend $5 on a bunch of bananas when they can get the same thing
0: for $2, right? Yeah, I know. And that's, that's sort of just it. And I think you made a good point there is I think it does come down to everybody sort of, uh, waking up and instead of just going to the grocery store and grabbing these items off the shelves without thinking about it you need to actually think about what you're purchasing and where the packaging is going and you're right about the produce I mean it's ridiculous with my kids when I buy organic produce which I try to do but it's like you spend eight dollars on three peaches and then the next day you're like okay oh, you're to eat the peaches because if they rot you're know <laughs> <laughs> If a tree falls in the forest, does anybody hear? I don't know why
1: I just (laughs) thought of that, but I felt like Bruce Coburn was on my mind
0: as we talk about the environment. Well, that saying kind of sums up what we're saying, right? You know, Tree falls in the forest. Does anybody hear?
1: Yeah, I was spending a, a lot of time actually just reading um, research papers and things this morning. Horribly depressing stuff. Yeah, you did that
0: research enough.
1: Going back to the whole sea life and uh, how all the ocean debris that birds and the little fishies are being exposed to is that most of it is these chemicals that are being absorbed into the the animals because they're ingesting these small plastic particles right and so just as is the circle of life these animals are then being eaten by other higher food chain animals or by us asshole humans. What I found particularly interesting is that while many of the most dangerous chemicals have been phased out of our own use or production, such as BPAs that you'll probably see, you know, every time you go to buy any kind of kitchen supplies, it's always, oh, BPA free, which was a toxic chemical that was used in Tupperware and plastic for many years. What is interesting is that these chemicals are still very much so present in marine environments and then we are eating the marine life and therefore those chemicals are still present in our own bodies and even us vegans because we are still eating the seaweed and the algae and other sea vegetables. I myself am guilty for that. I love spirulina because it's a very high protein plant and, and it comes from the ocean, you know? There was actually a study done recently where Health Canada published some research that showed how the Inuit communities here had record-breaking levels of toxic contaminants found in their bodies. Why? Because they've always survived on eating a lot of uh, like whale and seal blubber going back to reducing our garbage and being more eco-conscious across the board, it definitely seems like environmental experts were giving a lot of the same tips of how we can reduce the waste and our own carbon footprint so that we're not contributing to the destruction of our oceans. How about, and I know this is brutal without our guests, this was the whole (laughs) part where we're supposed to be asking them questions but instead let us share our top five tips on how you can reduce waste and your carbon footprint Uh, let's also see how we measure up how does that sound Sari
0: all right let's do it we got no choice
1: (laughs) perfect so number one reusable bags at the grocery store Oh, yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah, we both do that one. Yeah. Ching. <laughs> Number two.
0: Avoid plastic bags in the produce section. Oh, that's funny. I was just telling you a story about practically getting into a fist fight with a cashier who was who was like literally trying to force produce bags on me. I never take them. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, here, you don't want your, your peaches rolling around. I don't care. Just give me the peaches. <laughs> I will pack them.
1: Well, and I'll be honest, I used to never take them but I like them because they're good for my kitty litter. So every morning when I clean the cat litter, I uh, now will put my produce in those plastic bags because I use them for the cat litter. Cause otherwise, like I use the reusable grocery bags. So where, where am I going to put the kitty litter?
0: Well, now you see, if you had a green bin or a compost, you could get biodegradable bags for your kitty litter.
1: Well, I've never even seen those, but I guess I will look into that. Herein lies where I think I'm more eco-friendly than I actually am. Number three, say no to straws when eating out.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting one. I bet that's one that not a lot of people think of. I would actually say uh, I'm guilty of that. Certainly when my kids were toddlers, at least when I forgot their city cup, because ain't no way that I'm letting my two year old drink from a uh, massive restaurant cup.
1: Well, and I am not a toddler. Therefore, I do <laughs> not use straws. So I guess well, we're we're even
0: and you only drink water or coffee anyway.
1: Although I did hear that drinking coffee with a straw will prevent stainage on your teeth
0: who wants to drink coffee with a straw i know
1: a girl that a woman i used to work with always had her starbucks throwaway cup with a straw in it and she would drink
0: although i guess if you, you drink iced coffees and whatnot a yeah, straw exactly. right so what the hell's the difference that feels like it would take away from like the the relaxation aspect
1: number four concentrate shopping and errands on one day I don't even know what that means.
0: I guess you failed then.
1: I pretty much buy something or shop, I would say, almost every day. God, really? In fact, remind me, I have to get some chewing gum and kitty litter as soon as we're done (laughs) this recording.
0: Yeah, well, I actually do my darndest to get all of my errands and shopping done in one day because I hate shopping and running errands. So if I can get it done in one day, I will do it and I wish I hated shopping I
1: could literally if I could be paid to be a shopper I think I would thoroughly enjoy that job although it doesn't really align with my minimalist no values which side note I took Sarah and our producer Aaron to see the minimalists who are my favorite podcasters Uh, they were in town on tour this weekend you know, I really do like the principles. We even did our own podcast, episode three, all about my half-assed attempt at minimalism.
0: I mean, you and Aaron were very much familiar with them, whereas I, I wasn't as familiar with them. So, I mean, hearing their story and how they got to that uh, minimalism, how they found it and and um, and all the ideals. I mean, it, it was definitely entertaining, funny guys. I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's
1: definitely a connection between minimalism and a zero waste lifestyle absolutely i would find it hard to believe that anybody who follows a zero waste life is not a minimalist yeah for sure right and because it all boils down to just living a simpler more meaningful life and i i would bet that if you have reduced your carbon footprint that would make you feel like you're living with more purpose and more meaning in your life because you are contributing to the planet as a whole and doing your part to better the planet
0: right damn if we'd known we were going to be short on guests we could have stuck around late on friday night and uh gotten a hug and a little interview in there maybe okay number five
1: Take a reusable coffee mug when ordering coffee to go.
0: Oh, this one is big for me. It This one bothers me the most because that's one that I really try and do. But a lot of the time I forget and then I just feel so guilty. So I've started trying to keep one in the van. So even... When I forget, I, I know that it's just a, a run out to the van.
1: Well, I only have one good coffee mug that is made of steel and doesn't leach endocrine disrupting toxins into my body. By the way, have you ever noticed the, the travel mugs that mom and dad have? One of them, I swear it is like a toxic chemical shitstorm mug.
0: They look like they might have been the first travel mugs ever ever.
1: Yes, and when I would pour boiling
0: water into it, I swear I could
1: smell the melting plastic in my (laughs) coffee. And I was drinking out of that thing for like a year. So I really wish mom and dad would throw out that plastic
0: mug. Well, I was going to say maybe we should hold some sort of uh, intervention. Like maybe you could distract them outside and I could rifle through their... (laughs) their cup good call actually I had uh, a physiotherapist at one point and she was talking about how when her parents got older they became obsessed with cups and uh, I don't know they had a cupboard full of cups that they couldn't get rid of I was like oh maybe that's the thing
1: right well and even as the minimalists were saying in their talk right is that we all have this stuff and when Joshua's mom died you know, had to sort through all of her stuff and realized, you know, why does this woman have 40 mugs just in case? And it all boils down to, well, just in case I have 40 people over to my house and I need all 40 of these mugs or I have 40 cups of coffee today. But anyways, we're getting totally off topic here. But I would say that I am a failure when it comes to the reusable coffee cup situation. I do if I'm obviously training clients at the gym, I will always bring my uh, stainless steel coffee mug filled with tea or coffee for the most part. I I am a definite
0: failure on this one.
1: Yeah, I am pretty bad about if I'm running into Starbucks, I order it to go and I don't even think twice about it.
0: No, and even a couple weeks ago, after a work session at Starbucks, you asked me why I was carrying out my empty cup, and I said I was bringing it home to recycle, and your response was, (laughs)
1: "Ah, that's cute. Well, it was very thoughtful of you. It was cute. cute. If a tree (laughs) falls (laughs) in the forest, does anybody hear? We're just going to keep singing this (laughs) over and over I was actually thinking about this whole zero waste lifestyle yesterday when I was doing uh, my meal prep for the week. As I was meal prepping, I was steaming up some broccoli and normally I would chuck out the stalks of the broccoli. But instead, I decided to chop them all up and eat them with the little broccoli florets as well. And then it made me reflect on the broccoli stalks. And actually, do you remember when we were kids, you and I would always trade the the florets for the stocks? And I
0: was just thinking that as you were saying that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you thought you hit the jackpot because for whatever reason, as a kid, I loved the stocks. It
0: was a great deal for both of us. And
1: Sarah would get, would get the heads. And I don't know, at what point in my life did I suddenly decide that, oh, I'm better than the stocks. <laughs> How shitty of me that I would suddenly stop eating them because society somehow made me think that they were the lesser loved part of the vegetable or that they were waste, even though I've always actually liked eating them. Do you throw them out? Yes. Okay, well, I would like you from now on, if we're trying to lessen our amount of waste, why can't you eat the stocks?
0: All right, I will eat the stock, Sam.
1: And I propose this to everybody out there listening, that the first step towards a zero-waste life is simply having more awareness around our actions and our choices. Just like I was doing with the broccoli yesterday, I think we all need to start paying more attention to our purchases, such as Starbucks coffees, and determine if we really need them or not. And if there's something we could do to perhaps change our choices to be more environmentally friendly. So
0: I could definitely give up the Starbucks coffee.
1: Well, see, I love Starbucks, but I think I could definitely start bringing my own mug or I'm going to go and buy a second mug so that that one I will leave in my car just like you do. Or like the plastic bags to put my fruits and veggies in, I will go and buy some biodegradable kitty litter bags so that I don't need to be taking home those plastic bags. Another one is like products that we're using. How many of us under our kitchen counter have, you know, about five different bottles of multi-purpose cleaners and whatnot that are just filled with toxic chemicals even if they are don't test on animals and they're vegan friendly or whatever they're still damaging when we mop the floors with a bucket full of floor cleaner and then what happens with that uh, bucket of water when we're done we either dump it outside into the earth or we dump it down the toilet you know doing things like using lemon juice and baking soda or vinegar as a cleaner you know there's there's lots of things i think we can implement Get more familiarized with what is and isn't considered garbage. Like, Sarah, get this in my research. Did you know that bubble wrap was originally designed to be wallpaper? Yeah, it can be recycled if you pop all the bubbles.
0: Are you serious? Yes. Man, I have a whole bag of bubble wrap that I can't throw away because I, I have a hard time putting things into landfills. But I don't know what the hell to do with it. So.
1: Well, now you can have a game with the kids of pop the bubbles and they then recycle. Will love that. Yeah, and I think it's going to feel more rewarding for us to try to change our ways so as i mentioned earlier i would like to propose a challenge to us and our listeners let's all try going zero waste or at least minimal waste for just one week And let's see if we can reduce the amount of garbage we've created by by even just half, I think is reasonable. So that means buying stuff in less packaging, using reusable containers and mugs and bags. Oh, speaking of which, Check out the reusable, eco-friendly Jacked on the Beanstalk bag that I'm now selling at jackedonthebeanstalk.com. It's very cute. I even have one that says, I don't preach, I inspire. If you don't want to rep the J-O-T-B Logo, but yeah, and and on that note, supporting local businesses that actually do implement sustainable practices because, like I said earlier, the more we put our money towards those companies, the cheaper their stuff will become because they have more support and sales. So, one of my favorite clothing companies, which is an online shop, is Synergy Clothing, and they use only high quality, organic, fair trade cotton. Or even better, you could uh, go the secondhand route, so uh, supporting consignment shops or even secondhand stores. Although I'm sure you're rolling your yeah, eyes. <laughs> um,
0: is this your own advice? For you, Sarah. Or- oh, for you. Perfect. Actually, I wear your secondhand shit, so I'm I'm good.
1: <laughs> All right. So, what do you say though for this little challenge? Are you down to lessen your waist for a solid week and then? Uh, we'll recap next week on how it goes yeah
0: friggin right let's do it now what is the like while you were saying that I'm thinking in my head I'm like okay like uh, I thought of peaches I love peaches peeling the, the peaches skin or something like as long as it's going in a compost is is that okay or
1: that is okay but even better if you can come up with use for the peach
0: skin okay, well hey I like peach skin but my kids don't That's okay well then thinking. you
1: eat the, the peach I, scraps <laughs> <laughs> all eat their broccoli stocks and let's see what recipes we can come up with
0: i'm just gonna make like a bouillon like a compost <laughs> bouillon
1: and then when we meet on wednesday to go over everything let's have like a fear factor type episode <laughs> we'll make a youtube video right. where we've each made Ooh, a bouillon of our waste and then we see <laughs> okay but let's not be cruel to each other let's actually try to make some food and issues that are palatable so that will mean googling some stuff and okay. you know if there's something you're about to throw out just maybe take a minute to go okay let, let me do a quick google search What do I do with
0: fine keeping in mind that you are a better cook than I am?
1: Yeah, and keeping (laughs) in mind that you are better at the environmental stuff than I am okay yeah all right, all right. So, so it might, it balance, might, it out. might balance out yeah. all right well I think that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast to all you lovely subscribers out there if you're digging what we're putting out maybe not this week but every other week <laughs> it would really mean a lot to us and I know I ask this every week but if you could just please leave us a kind review on iTunes it's very straightforward to do just open up your podcast app if you have an iphone do a quick search yeah you do have to actually search for the app even if you're already subscribed jacked on the beanstalk the podcast is what we're called and you just have to click on the podcast then the reviews tab and then write a review it's as easy as that if you're listening on your laptop you do the same thing via itunes on your computer And it really would mean a lot to us and make us feel like all this effort we're putting in is worth it. Because, you know, cooking up a bouillon of compost (laughs) items does actually take up a lot of our time and energy. So uh, help Ashokie sister out. Let's all try to be a little more conscious about our own personal waste consumption and think about our individual impact on the environment. And just like transitioning to a vegan diet or starting a new workout routine, you don't have to do it overnight. So even with us doing this one week challenge, like I'm not expecting to have zero waste right off the bat. One step at a time is still progress, just like eating my broccoli stalks yesterday. And as I always say, just like in regards to animal activism, to do nothing stops nothing. And we can definitely apply the same mantra to our environmentally friendly zero waste initiatives too so let's try to celebrate the small victories and for our listeners out there let us know if you have any tips for adopting a no waste or less waste lifestyle and of course please do the zero waste challenge with us and let us know how it goes for you or if there are any challenges that you face uh, we would love to hear it what song will we be singing to conclude this week's
0: episode? Well, I went outside the 80s on this one. Other than... I mean, although, yeah, if, if a the tree,
1: tree falls in the forest,
0: does anybody hear? Bruce Coburn, by the way, a fellow yes. Canadian. And, uh, and very uh, environmentally uh, active. Oh, I went with classic tune by uh, Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World.
1: We're going to do this. It's a beautiful song. We don't want to mess it up. So really, everybody, as you're listening to this, really think about the words. And this is going to kick off your new life as a more eco-conscious, zero-waste as subscribers. Louis Armstrong, what a wonderful world. I I see trees are are
0: green. (laughs) Red roses too. (laughs) I I see see them
1: for me.
0: (laughs) And I think, <laughs> and I think to myself, what a, what a wonderful world. I see skies oh, of blue. <sighs> And clouds
1: of white the bright (laughs) blessings be the dark sacred night (laughs) and I think to myself, myself what a wonderful world. I hear
0: babies cry, and I watch them grow, they'll learn much more
1: than I'll ever know. And I think to
0: myself, what a wonderful world.
1: Think to myself, what a wonderful
0: world, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that.
0: And we're sorry.
1: Seriously, if you guys like our songs, let us know because we think that it is a highlight of your podcast, but maybe we're wrong. Well, Sam thinks that. Or maybe maybe you'd like more songs from us, you know? Let us know. The more feedback we get, the better. That's it for this week. Thank you, everybody. Have an awesome eco-friendly week, and we look forward to hearing how your no-waste experiment goes. Shorty sisters, ow!